get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Salutone, estas me, Tyson Saner. This is Succotash, episode 263, and I will be your host for the duration. For those of you new to this soundcast, welcome. This is a show that listens to other people's soundcasts and clips them to give our audience a sample so that in the event they are looking for more soundcasts to listen to, they would theoretically have a few more ideas of what is waiting out there for them to enjoy. Last week on episode 262, my co-host and every other show host, Mark Hershon, cast his ears out into the world and found six soundcasts to feature audio from. Five selected for the main show and one special clip to memorialize soundcaster Matt George of the soundcast She Rates Dogs, which he had co-hosted with Michaela Oakland until his unexpected recent death at the age of 26. That episode can be found on the show's home site at www.suckatashshow.com or any of the places that you might find soundcasts to listen to, including, but not limited to, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbay, and there are also episodes up on YouTube that are audio only. Yes, that most certainly is a thing. This episode, I've got clips for you from the soundcasts Pretending with Dice, I Said No Gifts! Exclamation point, and Doughboys! I've also got a fantastic classic, as in produced many years ago, advert from our longtime fictional sponsor, Henderson's Pants, kicking around here somewhere. So let's get to it. First up, Pretending with Dice from Adam Johnston. Its description says, An actual play tabletop RPG podcast playing various RPG systems in short story arcs featuring original music and soundscapes for a complete immersive audio storytelling experience. The clip I've chosen is from May 20th, 21. It's PWD, or Pretending with Dice World Building, episode for The Amethyst Isles, in which, the description says, AJ and Eden discuss the enigmatic Amethyst Isles, an archipelago broken off from the mainland by an ancient magical war. Well, my first thought, just to get the ball rolling, mm. uh, they're called the Amethyst Isles. Yes. Are, are there a great many Amethysts here, would yes. you say? I, um, I think this was... it. Again, another thing I kind of had in mind as like a result of this attack is that the whole land in in the as it was shattered was kind of absorbed a lot of the magical energy of this mm-hmm. of this attack, um, which was I guess purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, have to be if they're amethyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but as a result, there's like a greater than normal amount of kind of gemstones are found on these islands, which is kind of what their sort of the draw is of the place, really. Um okay. and a lot of them are amethyst. And um yeah, the sort of the land is is not like as fully like magically scarred as the wastes are. Um mm-hmm. but the land is kind of got this sort of slight infusion of magic. And it, it's not you know, not in a mutating way to the people who live there or anything like it would be in the yeah. wastes. But it's just a sort of it's it's a slightly magical place kind of thing well, along those lines then let oh, me I, think I, kind of I think i made an animal as part of a world anvil challenge that li- the, a, a type of cat that's from there called an amethyst cat 
Uh, yes, just find... I vaguely remember that. It's somewhere in, in the archive somewhere. Hang on, where's uh, domesticated creatures, pets, and familiars? Amethyst cat. Uh, rare. Yeah, okay. Here's what I wrote. When did I write this? Long time ago. A rare exotic breed of cat found only in the northern amethyst isles. Prizes are familiar by magical practitioners. Um, Because the cats themselves carry a faint magical field around them at all times, and they've got purple coats. Yeah. (laughs) That was me trying to make a magic cat. You told me that there are purple cats in this universe now. There's purple cats. (laughs) Someday, when we get him out of that thing, that, that is now on the agenda of, like... Franz must own a purple cat. Yeah, that's just left number one on your uh, your priority Pretty list. Well, no, number one, get out of the time bubble. Number two, well, yeah. get a cat. Yeah. Purple cat, purple specifically cat. a purple yeah, yeah. cat to go with the robes. You got to colour coordinate your pets, people. Damn straight. Franz has got some kind of weird sense of style going on underneath the madness and the sonality or whatever the hell's going on there. You don't see a mirror very often, but when you do, you you know you you accessorise appropriately. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, just off the back of my question then, um, relating to the amethysts and what have you, and hmm. um, let me run this past you as an idea. So, one of the islands, let's say maybe one of the more isolated ones, and it could possibly be because of this that it's isolated, maybe could have um, amethyst golems. Okay. Amethysts that have absorbed so much power and have been left... Like perhaps this island has truly been deserted for a long time that compared to some of the others mm. where amethysts are collected on the regular for magical purposes, this is the one where it's like, oh, we don't go to that island. <laughs> like that's that's the one where yeah, the amethysts came to life and you never know when you might be tapping away on one and all yeah. of a sudden the whole wall in front of you moves and guess what? Jerry the prospector went there and uh, he never came back. <laughs> Yeah, and that maybe you could have it where, yeah, there's there's this idea, maybe it's the potential in terms of like using it as a setting for something, but you could have it where somebody gets the idea that, well, those must be even more powerful, like gems, that maybe it's <laughs> worth hunting one of these golems or something like that, that that could be a reason for somebody to go to that place, but what do you think? The locals are all like, we don't go there, that island is cursed. I don't know why they talk yeah. like that, because, you know. The rocks themselves have come to life. <laughs> yeah. And not in the normal way that rocks come to light. These ones are a real asshole about it. <laughs> they won't even try to talk. You can't be diplomatic with them in the slightest. <laughs> Offered him a sandwich and he broke my arm off. See? Mm. <laughs> I just like the idea, the visual yeah. in, in particular. Oh, yeah, no, 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 like, I like that. Especially the idea like of them being very pure crystals. That like mm. These are like basically transparent to the point where like they are very clean as it were and that like these giant crystal golems would look like shiny massive transparent i don't know i can't help but think of um again it always comes back to discworld but the, how the the trolls are like slow thinking and that until they get cold but then there's that one troll who's basically pure diamond and he's super fast thinking and everything because he's mm. he's a diamond and that um, yeah, and it could be that like the magical forces have purified the, the amethysts or something, and that that's why they've become imbued with spirit, because anything that is sort of so pure would become imbued in D&D land, that eventually just by virtue of being around yeah, it's in general kind of terms, in it's, the... it's got its potential, as it were. Yeah. Like, you can find the show on Twitter at Pretend with Dice. that is at capital P-R-E-T-E-N-D, capital W-I-T-H, capital D-I-C-E. 
You can find Eden at Monkey Magic Eden. That is capital M-O-N-K-E-Y, capital M-A-G-I-C, capital E-D-E-N, and host Adam Johnson at AJ Heretic 666, which is all lowercase A-J-H-E-R-E-T-I-C, and the numeral six three times. And also on Facebook, over at Pretend With Dice. You can also apparently find the show's main website at Pretending With Dice at Podbean, which is P-R-E-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-D-I-C-E dot Podbean dot com. Next up, I said no gifts, exclamation point, from Exactly Right, in which, its description says, host Bridger Weinegar invites friends, loved ones, and people he's secretly trying to destroy to join him in conversation. He only has one request, no gifts. Naturally, every guest disobeys, meaning their chat will eventually turn to whatever object lies beneath the wrapping paper. The clip I've chosen is from April 29th, 2021, in which Jimmy Kimball disobeys Bridger. And its description further says Bridger is the epitome of grace, even when Jimmy Kimmel rudely gives him a gift. They discuss RVs, clam chowder, and toothpicks. In this particular clip, I've chosen a bit about RVs. Have you traveled at all during this? Yes, I took an RV trip to Idaho. That's right. Wait, did you... Was this your first time driving an RV? Yes, it was. <laughs> what, what did that feel like? That feels like such a giant jump. Um, it goes from fun to absolutely terrifying. Like there was a stretch where I decided, you know what, instead of stopping, we're going to, I'm going to go through the night and we're going to power our way from Utah to Idaho. But then it was three o'clock in the morning and my wife and two little kids are conked out in the back, you know, and they're, you know, for them, they're just dreaming. They're enjoying themselves. And for me, I was guzzling coffee. My, it just, (laughs) imagining the thing that kept me awake was imagining a big ball of fire and my whole family (laughs) in it going through terrible situations like, well, you know, how would I want this to turn out? Would I want to make sure I hope I die with them because (laughs) otherwise, you know, how will I handle (laughs) this, this nightmare that I've created? And that kept me awake, but um, I couldn't help but be resentful as I was the only one awake and driving. I think drinking too much coffee late at night will do that to you. Yeah. And driving a 5,000 pound vehicle. (laughs) Just resenting everyone in it. Um, Did Molly drive the RV at all? No, no, no. She's that she did not sign up for driving the RV. Yeah. (laughs) How fast does an RV go? Are you going like freeway speeds? This feels so dangerous to me. Yeah, no, you can go fast. And then but when it gets windy is when it starts getting a little shaky. Because you can really feel it. Right. Oh. And we even drove by. Uh, it, was, it wasn't necessarily an RV. It was a camper like that was trailing a vehicle. And the camper, those are the ones that are dangerous, I, I've learned. Because when they are attached to the vehicle, there's a much greater chance that the camper is going to flip over and flip the vehicle along oh with my it. God. The, just the vehicular chaos you've imagined over the last years. We're all lucky to be alive. <laughs> Did you uh, stop any? I mean, you left L.A. in this thing. Where was your first stop? Was it in like southern Utah or what? Yes, it was. We stopped at there's this great campsite um, near uh, it's spelled hurricane, but they call it hurricane. Hurricane. hurricane you know that, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Of course. We stopped uh, at that campsite and that was great. We stayed in a tent and. Yeah, you know, saw all the stars and all of that stuff. And oh, then that's lovely. Covered with dirt, and we loaded ourselves back up. And then on my way up to 
this is what really got us off track is I decided that on our drive up to uh, Utah, I knew one person. I know one person who lives in Salt Lake City and it's Ty Burrell from Modern oh, Family. Oh, right. He owns a bar there. Yeah. And he lives there. This is where he lives. So I decided I had his address. We were going to stop at his house <laughs> and knock on the door just with no, <laughs> no heads up, nothing. So um, we did. And he was quite a way off the freeway, right. um, which, you know, takes a while in the RV. And we get off the freeway and we get to his house. And I knock on the door and nobody's home. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Now I've derailed and I'm laughing the whole time. This is going to be so funny. I'm going to knock on this door. And then we get there and I decide, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, and my wife take a picture. I'm just <laughs> sitting on the steps in front of his front door. And then we're going to text it to him and see what happens. Oh my God. And you know, a lot of pranks that take a lot of effort, it's easy to be disappointed by the people's reaction because he's like, Oh my God, what are you doing in town? You know, like one of those <laughs> things. What do you mean? What am I doing? In town? I'm in front of your house. I drove an RV. Here. I've never been to Salt Lake city before. It's my first time I'm sitting in front of your house. <laughs> was he completely out of town? He was completely in LA. Oh, for me to just drop by a friend's house here is a huge hassle. I would only do it as a prank. I would only do it <laughs> to intentionally make them uncomfortable. I feel like you're very committed to a prank. It's something I admire and that also makes me really uncomfortable. I'm someone who is not good at pranks or good at receiving a prank. I love them. I, you know, I was thinking about it today because when we're taping this, it's April Fool's right. Day. And I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do? And, you know, should I do anything? It's just like, you know, like if you're a real drunk, you don't get hammered on New Year's Eve. You know, so like that's kind of me on April Fool's Day. But uh, I do like doing stuff. And uh, I bought my kids some um, rubber dog shit. We um, invested in uh, four pieces of rubber dog shit. And I brought them home and I showed them to my daughter, who's six. And boy, I've never seen anybody laugh harder than she was laughing while we were setting them on, on the <laughs> toilets around the house. We just put them like on the seat and then just in front of the toilet, you know, whatever. And waiting for, you know, grandma and Aunt Kelly to find these things. And she was dying. Laugh. I mean, she was <laughs> laughing so hard I, that it made me laugh so hard. And I don't know that I've ever laughed more from $5 worth of anything. Never mind brown rubber. <laughs> that is incredible. Now you can find the show on Twitter at I Said No Gifts. That is capital I, capital S, A-I-D, capital N-O, capital G-I-F-T-S. You can find the guest Jimmy Kimmel on Twitter at all lowercase J-I-M-M-Y-K-I-M-M-E-L. And the host, Bridger Weinegar, you can find at all lowercase B-R-I-D-G-E-R underscore W. The website is www.exactlyrightmedia.com and then forward slash I hyphen said hyphen no hyphen gifts. And Exactly Right Media can be found on Twitter at all lowercase E X A C T L Y R I G H T. A little additional information on Exactly Right Media. It's described as the podcast network that's exactly right. From Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hartstark of My Favorite Murder. Oh, pretty sure I've heard that show before. Feel like I should probably hear more episodes. Honored friends, Bill Haywatt here for Henderson's Innovation in Trousers and Pantaloons since 1896. 
In this great country, the pants you wear make a statement about where you stand, not just physically, but also on the very issues that shape us as a free and style-conscious people. Now it's easy to tell friends, family, co-workers, even anonymous passers-by how you feel about today's most important issues with Henderson's new Republican Fit Jeans. Republican Fit Jeans lean firmly but gently to the right and feature drastic cuts in the seat and thigh, while still responding Respecting your stomach's inalienable right to expand in our great nation's free market economy. Republican fit jeans are pro-life, pro-gun, and anti-immigration, but loose enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the socialist big brother nanny state with every step you take. And if blue state politics are more to your liking, we also offer Henderson's new Democratic Fit Jeans. Democratic Fit Jeans lean gently but firmly to the left and feature a generous increase to your seat and thigh while still regulating your stomach's ability to monopolize surrounding body parts. Democratic Fit Jeans are pro-choice, pro-healthcare reform, and compostable, but tight enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the fascist corporate oligarchy with every step you take. In these troubled times, don't let your pants get caught on the fence. Let your fellow citizens know how you're voting with an uncompromising pair of Republican fit or Democratic fit jeans from Henderson's. Innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. And now, back to more of Succotash. And thank you, Bill Haywatt. It's amazing how long that ad's been around for, and yet many of the talking points are exactly the same now. Anyway, finally tonight, I have a clip from Doughboys from HeadGum. And uh, as with the first offering, Pretending with Dice, Doughboys has actually been featured on Succotash before. Can't remember exactly in what episode, but if you do go to SuccotashShow.com and you type in Doughboys into the search, it'll show you exactly which episodes uh, have been in. You can do that pretty much for any episode of Succotash that has come out in the last ten years. Anyway... Doughboys is described as the podcast about chain restaurants. Comedians Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger review fast food slash sit-down chains and generally argue about food slash everything. This episode is from July 8th, 2021. It is called Golden Road Brewing with Jordan Morris. Now, Jordan Morris is from the soundcast Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, He's also been... I don't know, writer, featured performer on Good Mythical Morning uh, for a few years. I don't know if he still is, but uh, eh, eh, could be. Don't know if he still is, uh, but I, his contributions were always hilarious. And apparently he had a podcast, and which has become a graphic novel, and that's called Bubble. Anyway, it says Jordan Morris joins the boys and talks Lord of the Rings and Summer Treats before a review of Golden Road Brewing, plus another edition of Let Me Be Frank. I would like to point out that I recently acquired some Golden Road Brewing beer, and I have not tried it yet, but they uh, apparently have uh, fruit wheat beers, so I imagine they (laughs) uh, have, how do I put this? I'm guessing they're beer flavored, but it's fruit as well, or it's fruit flavored beer or beer flavored fruit, I don't know. I'm guessing that they taste somewhat fruity, is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Mm-mm. Anyway, the clip is comprised mainly of the opening of the Let Me Be Frank segment of the episode. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with Jordan Morris. Bubble, the comic, available July 13th. 
You know, Jordan, Mitch, you know me as the burger boy, Nick Weiger. Mm -hmm. But you and our listeners may not know my full legal name is Nicholas Frank Weiger. And sometimes I go by Frank. That's right. It's time for another review of the Week in Hot Dog News with Let Me Be Frank. Hot dog, center in the city. Great on my grill, getting greasy and gritty. Toast bun, don't it look pretty? Sucking on a dog like you're sucking on a titty. Pork and beef, sausages, and long bread rolling on a roller grill, mustard and relish. One bite, it's a different world. <laughs> Swap dog bites with a girl. Munch on, munch on, and chomp all night. Despite the farts, it'll be alright. That taste. When the casing has snapped, later that day you for sure have to nap as it simmers in the city like you're sucking on a titty. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hot dog frying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hot dog frying all the time. You ain't never been a burger and you ain't no lunch of mine. Well, they said you were sandwich. Well, that was just a lie. Yeah, they said you were sandwich. Well, that was just a lie. You're just a bun around a wiener, so you sure don't qualify. Oh, yeah. Eat, eat, eat a stop that snacking. Eat a don't you see. Don't want others to make you full. Maybe I should mind the grill, but I am eating well. Red Hot Franks will make me want to drool. I think of Sonic eating chili dogs with bliss. But even Rouge the Bat was never hot like this. <laughs> Let me be frank, me be frank, me be frank. I'm hot dog eater. <laughs> Let me be frank, so frank. I'm hot dog eater. Good afternoon. In less than three minutes, hot dog news from my Google search will be read aloud from articles around the world. And we'll be launching the largest podcast segment in the history of Frankfurters. Frankfurters. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. They can be consumed without our petty differences. Whether ketchup is allowed or not. Whether the relish must be neon or the bun have poppy seeds. Looking at you, Chicago, you pieces of shit. Instead, we will be united in our common interests. Like how adding jalapenos to a dog can be a great addition if you're a heat seeker. Or how hot dogs are bad phallic symbols because they're too big. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps it's fate. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 8th of July, and you will once again be hearing news not about COVID or Trump or Biden or Epstein or more COVID, but about hot dogs. We're fighting for our right to eat, then to eat more and more. There's no limit to how many dogs are acceptable at a cookout. 
So should we win today? The 8th of July will no longer be known as National Chocolate with Almonds Day, but as the day... <laughs> but as the day when the Dome Muni declared in one dumb, chunky voice... We will not go quietly into the Wiener Schnitzel. We will not vanish. We will not vanish without some doghouse. We're going to eat on. We're going to add chives. Today, we celebrate our Frank Dependence Day. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, well, Mitch. What's up with this week in hot dog news? <laughs> well, well, we only got time for one piece of hot dog news. Yeah, I told you. So you can find the show on Twitter at Doughboys Pod. That is all lowercase D-O-U-G-H-B-O-Y-S-P-O-D. The guest Jordan Morris can be found at Jordan underscore Morris, capital J-O-R-D-A-N underscore capital M-O-R-R-I-S. Nick Wagger can be found at all lowercase N-I-C-K-W-I-G-E-R. And Mike Mitchell can be found at B Day Boys Mitch. That is capital B, capital D A Y, capital B O Y S, capital M I T C H. I believe you can also find him in a movie called The Tomorrow War, which is on Amazon Prime. And the website of Doughboys is at headgum.com, H E A D G U M dot com forward slash Doughboys, D O U G H B O Y S. And here we are again, together at the end of this episode of Succotash. I do hope you enjoy this experience, and I hope that your takeaway from it involves seeking out one or more of the soundcasts you heard a sample of. That would make me happy indeed to know that I had achieved the desired effect. I would like to mention that I am currently adding more gaming content to my YouTube channel, which you can find by typing my name, spelled capital T-Y-S-O-N, capital S-A-N-E-R, into the search bar on YouTube and looking for the channel that bears my name. I've been playing a decent amount of Minecraft lately for my ongoing series called Tyson Saner Gamer, and in addition to the at this time 13 episodes of hosting Minecraft videos with gameplay and commentary, I've added two different flavors of Minecraft content. One flavor is an episode of yours truly playing Minecraft and explaining it to my co-host of anti-social show, Hunter Block. And the other flavor is basically what might best be described as Minecraft ASMR. It's over two hours of Minecraft footage with no commentary and no speed-ups. Just Minecraft in real time to relax and soothe, theoretically. I will also be adding more Minecraft ASMR videos to my channel, so eventually there will be hours and hours of calming, relaxing, and hopefully sleep-inducing Minecraft footage to possibly satisfy a craving you never knew you had. Just thought I'd throw that in at the end here. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review us. Be decent to each other. Consider continuing to mask up to protect the unvaccinated against the more deadly and or contagious COVID variants out there. And if anyone asks if you'd heard any interesting soundcasts lately, won't you please pass the Succotash? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and 
or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Succotash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at tyson at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please... Past the succotash, goodbye. This has been a succotash patch production. <laughs>